Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the MMA Lab, the hottest MMA podcast out there. I'm your host, Ian Butler, MMA veteran, Gore Kickboxing veteran, grappling world champion. For the, all the hottest details in MMA today, come to the MMA Lab on Belief. Boom. And we are live. And reason why there's a delay, <laughs> and we didn't put the episode on Monday, because it's my fucking fault. It is my fault. It, it happens, though. Travel, <laughs> everyone's tired, so. Uh, I was more than tired, Keegan. I was fucking hurting. I was I've, fucking hurting. Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I had four flights to get home from Lamore one time. Okay. I would say it wasn't even the flight. The flight was easy. Yeah. It's, it was my fault because, <laughs> I mean, okay, so I fly to Dallas so my girl can make the U.S. world team. So it's also cadets, national. So it's a four-day event. All these girls making national team, world teams. Big event, you know? Yeah. Um, fly in Saturday. And then uh, I go out Saturday night. And, uh, and then it happens when you meet your friends or, like, all you your friends. You re- yeah, you meet yeah. your friends that you wrestled with back in the day. And then all the other coaches and you're making connections and you're talking about, you know, so they're just blowing off steam because like, it's a huge event, not only for your kid, but it's a huge event for you, you know? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And so they're just passing up drinks, you know? And I'm like, okay, like I have a vodka tonic or something. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, I was like, no, I'm going to leave. And they're like, nope. Like, dude, <laughs> like, nope. No, no, everything was in rocking distance. So I can walk to my hotel, the bars across the street, you know, so like it was easy. So I left at one o'clock in the morning and then wrestling starts at six o'clock in the morning. And uh, I felt pretty damn good, though. But I haven't did that since like college Uh, but or like a long time, you know, like so wrestling goes on and went well and. After just like any fight event for like a professional fighters, you always see the fighters at like the fighters hotels at the bar, stuff like that, just because like it's over. No matter if you win or lose, it's over. That training camp is over. It's a little sign of relief. You're done. You can live it up a little bit and then go back to camp. So it was over. It was a last day event for the four days and stuff. So it's Sunday. We wrestled well. We're hanging out. Everybody's celebrating. You know, I mean, some of the coaches that like I coach their sons and stuff like that. And some of the people that I knew back on the scene, you know, so we're all hanging out at the bar. My brother lives in Dallas. He shows up. It's 10 o'clock. I was like, all right, guys, adios. I'm leaving. I got a flight at 6 a.m. I got to be at the airport there. And they're like, no, we just signed you up for this beer pong tournament. Yeah, we just signed you up for this rare park tournament. And I'm like, what? No, this is ridiculous. And they're like, no, dude. And this is how some wrestlers think. Because they're, even though we go to school, some of their knowledge ain't, ain't correct. But they're like, well, what's the prize? You know? And they're like, oh, the prize is your tab gets taken care of. So they brought up the tab. 
to like three or four hundred dollars, dude. And they're and so now we have to fucking win this thing. Yeah. yeah when, when you get that much and the price, the like the prize is just winning, like, you know, clearing out your tab. Yeah, you kind of have to win. But at the same time, it's like, is it worth it? Hey. <laughs> no, we lost in the championship rounds, man. Lost in the championship. And you have all these high strolled like Olympians, wrestlers, coaches, just like all playing beer pong, stuff like that. It was a fun event. And then, so I didn't leave to one again, got on my flight. And then uh, I flew straight back home and then I had a scrimmage. So another high school came to do, to take on my club team. So that was going on all day. So yeah, I was hurting for, still kind of hurt. I worked out today, I trained today, still kind of, so yeah, that's why podcast didn't come out. <laughs> and we're recording yeah. today. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little more rough than my my flight story. I mean, I just <laughs> that was such a pain though because it was like one of those last minute bookings, and you're just trying to find like as cheap as possible. And oh fuck, dude, those coming, are the worst, dude. Coming from the West Coast home, it was like oh, no. had to take a hundred dollar cab ride to Fresno. What? Yeah, well, Lamore is like an hour outside of Fresno. What so, the fuck, dude? Yeah, so I had to take a $100 cab ride to Fresno Airport, get on a flight from there to Phoenix, had a four-hour layover in Phoenix, uh, a red-eye flight from Phoenix to St. Louis, St. Louis to Raleigh-Durham, Raleigh-Durham to Baltimore, and then... Did you fly in fucking Spirit? No. <laughs> no, like Southwest, I think. What? It was like it was one of those kayak deals where it's like, oh yeah, like this flight's only a hundred dollars, but oh, like you're dude. you're stopping you're... literally everywhere. Oh, dude. So I uh, and then when I got to Baltimore, my friend who was gonna pick me up, she thought that I meant Ronald Reagan, which is in downtown DC. Oh, I was like, dude. No, I'm flying, I'm flying into Baltimore, Washington. It's like, oh oops <laughs> so i was waiting there for like two and a half hours for her to come get me so i just i had my bags already i just camped out on the bench and took a nap at that point <laughs> i've Dude. been up since like five o'clock in the morning prior that's fucking insane it was fun though good times meeting no, random people uh i'm always down to meet new people but fuck dude that's a mission yeah well i was on a mission to get home trying to spend 10 days at home <laughs> well it's probably worth it when you got home for sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. definitely all right speaking of mission uh dude we had fights three days in a row oh was, my god it was rough yeah, it was rough. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get up and watch all three fight cards. Like, yeah, I know. I know. Like, I, and, I told and, myself, and, I was like, I'm going to catch the highlights. And, <laughs> and then I had to fucking travel. And then I had a big situation for like one of my students, you know, so like it was it was big. It was pretty epic. Um, Easy was, I mean, PFL started Thursday. So we started PFL. Yeah. Kyla Harris um, made it look fucking easy. I don't even think it was. A As always. Yeah. Yeah. The other girl that was in the championship, uh, Larissa Pacheco. Yeah. She beat the shit out of the girl that she fought too. Yeah. But Kyla Harrison made her, you know, like the fight against Larissa look easy as hell. 
when when they fought in the championship last year. I know, I know, dude. Like it, it's it, it's. I ain't gonna say it's not even fair, but like it's getting up. She's getting to like the part of Amanda Nunez is, but like I still need to see her fight a little bit more. Um, but she's going on that path. Like uh, I just I, going on that path. I need her to fight the best of the best. Like I think rather than like I know than like PFL? In, well, yeah, I know that Invicta is like a women's like fighting organization, but at the same time, it's like it's kind of like know, a feeder league. Yeah, I need you know something where all the women of all sizes can get together and fight there. Like, I don't care if it's UFC or if they have to buy every other organization for that. No, I know that they're teammates, but she needs to fight Amanda or Cyborg or uh, one of those, you know, uh, to be honest. She needs to fight someone big. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, so my friend Caitlin Young, she got a done decision, unanimous. And uh, yeah, man, the girls came out. They performed well. They performed very good. Then, then the biggest controversy of the night. Yeah, it was (laughs) in the main event. Fabrizio Fadu. So in that fight, said he got finished. He got TKO'd. Um, but in transition, he put him in a triangle. The guy tapped referees on the other side. So Fabricio, as a gentleman, um, let go of the submission and the guy kept punching Fabricio as he let him go and he completely, and then he went out, you know? Um, so, uh, it was a CKO. Fabricio said, look, he tapped and now they went to the commission and actually overturned it to a no contest actually. Yeah, so that they both end up getting one point for PFL rules in there. I thought they would have given the points to Fabricio, but they put Fabricio higher in the standings because of the situation. So because of the PFL rules, whenever the fight gets uh, like a fight decision gets overturned uh, to a no contest, each fighter gets one point. So what? like the the uh, Saudi Busi uh, Nikolai Alexakin yeah. Alex Sakin fight. That was a no contest, so they both got one point. And how many fights are in the regular season this season? Just two or three? Two. They get two, two fights, and if you win, you get another one. So, so here's the thing, though. Like, he's going to need a fucking finish, like in the first round, probably. If no one else gets a finish. Or if, if everyone else gets a finish, he'll need to finish in order to stay relevant. Because if you win by decision, you only get three. Right, you're yeah. still in the hunting, and it's what top four they take top four, top four. Yeah, that's rough, dude. Yeah, well, so someone like Anthony Pettis, when he gets his second fight, he needs to have a finish, a, finish a first round finish. Relevant. Yeah, because um, there's he got I, handled. I kind of like that though, because then you know what you have to do coming out in order to get to the, the spot that you need to get at. So, like, yep. maybe the person who's in there has uh like a third a third round finish or a second round finish he can get a second round finish as long as it's earlier than their second round finish then he'll be fine that's true he still gets to participate in the playoffs that's true that's true (laughs) just dogs man (laughs) it's great so Fabricio finally got an overturn so that's good so that the PFL fights were good. That was the big controversy. And uh but 
let's move on to uh the next night, dude. The Bellator had some fucking great fucking. That was a stacked fucking card. They fi- finally, finally, a super stacked fucking card. Yeah, and from what it looked like on the highlights, everything went well. We didn't get the Logan Storley fight. Um, Problem with that. Uh, the guy missed, he failed medicals. Um, so whoever, I forget who he was supposed to face. Um, he failed medicals, so he wasn't able to participate in the fight. Um, and I want to say the only other problem on that card was that there was someone who missed weight. Which was who? Um... Oh, I know who it is. It's the kid that took out um, the little... He fought on my card. He's the protege of the Machida brothers. Uh, oh, yeah. And he was, undefe- was undefeated. He got taken out, man. Um, that Dude, that kid was getting his butt whooped. I know he missed weight. Uh, ended up winning the fight, but he was getting handled. And then the kid came back in and dominated and finished him. Right. And finished him. Yeah. You know, so uh so yeah, like that was uh that was good for him. Uh Rafael Stotts got a big win against Hill. Uh and him and, and Pettis are teammates. I know, so that's gonna be very interesting. Um Apache Mix got a submission. Yeah, against Albert Morales, dude. I felt bad for Albert. Me and Albert fought together on the Pachinga Bellator card. Great fucking guy. He ended up going to the UFC. And then he got cut. He went through the murderous row. Like we're talking about Thomas Amelia in this prime. And then he got cut. And then um and then he came back. And I think the lights out promotion came back, won the title there. And now he's officially back in Bellator. But how do you feel about you finally get signed back to a promotion? You're unranked, not even close to being raped because you just got put in. And they tell you you have to face the number two fucking guy. You think that's fair? Well, there's no tune-ups in MMA. That's the thing. You know, if someone's in the organization I and I need to prove that I need to be in the organization, I need to prove it against whoever they give me, you know? True. Um, but that's, in the UFC, man, how, how often do you see a ranked guy? If he, if he is facing a ranked guy and he's unranked, that means he's about to get ranked, though, you know? Like Michael Chandler. That's, he came over from Bellator and fought the number fifth ranked lightweight. It's a former fucking champ. Again, that he was ranked in the world, though, probably. Uh, okay, but when does the UFC care about world rankings? I mean, come on, like Eddie Alvarez. If they have another champ coming over, they throw him into the fire because they should because he's a former fucking champ. Yeah, but know? also because they don't, don't like Bellator. <laughs> they said our people are better than your people, and then turns it's out Dan Hooker's chin true. was not. It's untrue. It's it is. It is sometimes. I mean, I look know. at what Corey Anderson did coming over. Well, that's true. And then uh, the co-main event, uh, Rumble. Oh yeah, dude, that was a good knockout though. He almost he was, he was in trouble. He did you hear the post fight? He didn't remember that he was rocked because so, he was rocked. But he he said. If I was rocked, I don't remember it. And then they showed him the video on the screen, and it was like, oh, oh, yeah, no, I was rocked. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so yeah. He was, 
he was like, okay, yeah, I was rocked. But then he put the guy out with a clean one. Oh, dude, that was nasty. Finish. That was nasty. He looked good, dude. He looked small as fuck. Uh, maybe because last time we seen him, he was trying to do bodybuilding. And he was fucking ginormous. Yeah. Um, he got fucking enormous. He just recently got arrested. And what did he get arrested for? <sighs> Credit card fraud for buying a plane ticket under his own name. But that doesn't make any sense to me. Because so, the charge is from last year. He bought a ticket under his own name. And he uses somebody else's credit card? Yeah. Where was he trying to go? Don't know. It was from Connecticut to somewhere else, which means he was, you know, I don't know what he was doing up in. I think it's a bullshit charge. I'm going to be honest. It sounds like, you know, uh, someone didn't like how they were treated. Uh by someone else make this bullshit <laughs> charge. I uh, think so. I think it's one of those. Maybe it might be a girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. He, I don't think that he's made a statement or anything. I don't think that Bellator's made a statement or anything. Because it's because not that big of a... It's, it's, it's a five, I, Well, it's punishable by up to five years in federal prison. How big, is, how big was the plane ticket, bro? $500. He can pay that off. Well, it's been a year. Or the charge was in like 2019. Why can I be like, hey, I pay you double? Like, you know, like, fuck, dude. Like, it, what the fuck, dude? It's something Honestly. that they're going to have to settle and figure out what's going on. Uh, because that was, uh, I was a little surprised when I saw that. I'm going to be honest with you. That's kind of, I think it's kind of ridiculous, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I don't think that it's a real charge. I think that it's fake and someone is trying to extort something from him because he is in the marijuana business. He is. Um, so there's always ways like all of a sudden they make him sign over like a portion of his business. And it's like all of a sudden, Hey, the charge went away. I don't know what happened. That's bullshit, dude. There's fucking shitty people in the world, dude. There are. Um, um, that's unfortunate, man. It's really unfortunate. Um, dude, the main event, th- Pettis family has another world champion. They um, do. And I it looked like he wasn't gonna knock out Archuleta at all. It like he was he was touching he, him up. He handled him, bro. But it was definitely a one-sided oh, bout in my it, mind. It wasn't even close. No. Was it even close? Was it even close? Do you think Pettis can probably be champion for Lil Sergio can be champion for a long time? I think he could. Uh, over there, I don't. I think they already said who he has to fight next, or someone said who he has to fight next. I couldn't remember. But then, like, uh, if Rafian Stotts isn't next, it's someone else. Um, I don't think Patchy Nix can probably beat him. I who knows? Yeah, I I think that'd be a good ass fight, but we'll see. But uh, uh, dude, Sergio was on fucking fire, dude. Well, it's like Archuleta would touch him, like barely touch him, like two or three, but then Sergio would counter back and do the damage. Nasty, dude. And then Juan brawls. Yeah. He, he was throwing loop and punching. You can't do that against a fucking – Sergio is a fucking sniper, mm-hmm. a sniper, dude. Like he, he caught him. him. Yeah. yeah, I don't think – he barely – Sergio barely got hit, dude. Like, And on top of it, he's taking down the fence fucking – World class. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Matter of fact, in some scrambles, he ended up on top. Yeah. 
it was Archuleta would get him down and kind of get on top, and all of a sudden Sergio's on top right away. June. So, well, I'm I'm very happy that Bellator did a uh, very good job with the fight. Hey, guess what? No, no fucking dark cards, no after cards. Yep, that was fucking great. Yep. I think that is a big part of Showtime yeah. being involved now. That because was they've they've been putting their prelims up on YouTube, uh, on YouTube, uh, and then they finish them out, and then they come back and uh, do the main card on Showtime, which doesn't take up a whole lot of Showtime's airtime, but uh, it also you know they they're able to get everything out there and in the right order that they need to get it out in. Yep. Yep. Like yep. yep. The uh, who was it? Uh, Peter Queeley, Patricky Pitbull. That's like a gym rivalry right there. Yep. And Queeley won by TKO. Uh, yeah, because of the cut, but I think they should have let it go. I think, but Pitbull is winning that fight, though. Yeah. Let's be honest. Well, and then uh, Michael Venom Page just disfigured Derek Anderson. Oh, man. His nose was disgusting. Yeah. Well, he couldn't even breathe out of his mouth. He had to, or he couldn't even breathe out of his nose. He had to breathe out of his mouth. His nose was disgusting. Um, there was no nose left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he looked like the Red Skull from Marvel. That's true. And then Lorenz Larkins needs to go back down to 170. That that was that, that he he looked big as hell. I know he went out for one fight at 85, but I was like, please come back down. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Please come back down. Hey man, some um, people can just do it. I know, but like, damn, dude. Damn. But that was a good night of fights. Thank you, Bells, for finally putting on a good card. Um, and then we had a UFC fight card after all. Yes. <laughs> after oh. all. After all. I, I am by no means saying that this was a good fight card. <laughs> it was. I had my moments of favorite people. Like, so Carlos Fijera versus Gregor Gillespie. I, I'm a big fan of Gregor Gillespie. Um, Diego Ferreira. Yeah, that was a good fucking fight, dude. That was a gnarly fight. That was a good scrambles, everything. And then Gillespie haven't fought in like a year or two after being KO'd by Kevin Lee out cold with that fucking head kick. He yep. hasn't fought since then. It's been a minute, dude. It's been a year or two and came back and stopped him. Dude, that's, yeah. a, that's a top ranked guy, too. Uh, Christian Aguilera, he got submitted by Carlos Harris. Oh, yeah. Mean Anaconda. Oh, dude, that was so deep. He he went out cold too. Yeah, he just, went out cold he, too. I don't know that he would have had the ability to tap because I think Carlson Harris had his arm locked up. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, and then Neil Magny over Jeff Neal. That was a straight up just Neil Magny workman type, just grind against a fence. Jeff, Jeff Neal needs to do something because his past two fights against people that are in and out quick strikers. He does not keep up the volume. Who did he fight last time? Steven Wonderboy. Well, I mean, it's Wonderboy. He, I agree. It's Wonderboy. Wonderboy's Boy. long as fuck. You got you got so two guys little. with this, with the same body type going back to back. You'd think he would have probably figured it out, but also contrast the styles too. Steven Wonderboy's a completely different he style. Doesn't, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't put out the volume. I get that he's landing like the power punches, but when Neil Magny's landing like a hundred more punches and he's getting gas, he's getting hurt too. Yeah. Well, he did put out a statement afterwards saying that, uh, he's going to he, run. You know, 
No. <laughs> he uh, he's been dealing with some medical issues because if you remember, uh, like a few fights ago, he got pulled because of like a kidney issue. Yeah. Well, so what the fuck's going on then? He still I has medical he, issues. I think he said he's dealing with some after effects from that. Didn't so don't fight. He well, he said he's going to take some time off. He's going to try and get his body as healthy as he possibly can. And I know the, the UFC, they do a pretty good job of helping out a lot of their fighters get, you know, healthy. They take a lot of like medical stuff. I was listening to, uh, who was it? I was listening to morning combat, um, with Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell. And they, uh, said that basically when you sign into the UFC, uh, you sign over like medical stuff. So uh, when they take like your blood work and everything at the PI, yeah, they can, they get a first view at that before like you do and other doctors do. No, it's awesome. But like, uh, Hey, go rent a house. You got money, Neil. You just fought, go rent a house, an apartment in Vegas, right. For like, let's just say six months or whatever. I don't know if you're working another job and just go to the fucking PI. He's he's been the one that everyone has been basing off like the fighters need to get paid more. He's been working as like a bartender waiter at like Texas Roadhouse. No. During his whole career. He so he finally was able to leave the job at Texas Roadhouse and then he got pulled because of the the medical issue. He had to so, go back. Oh fuck, dude, that sucks. Just because he couldn't he wasn't making the money. So but you, you know what's up? You know what I think about too? You know what they mentioned? So go going back to the Ferreira versus Gillespie fight, he drives four fucking hours to from did you from South Texas to Dallas to go to Fortis MMA? Four yeah. hours each way. Why? There has to be a better way. And I guarantee I was talking to my wife about this, and she goes, He's probably not getting paid. Like South Texas. He probably just he's probably building a fat ass house with a lot of acres. Right. And stuff like that. It might be a money issue of like, I mean, Dallas is a big metropolitan area. Right. So I think I think the housing market is probably up there and stuff like that. But you make a good amount of money. Like and she's like, well, he's ranked. He needs to get paid more. Probably, you know, it could be that for sure. There has to be a better fucking way. Has to be off, a I, I think he came off the contender series. So he's probably still operating on his contender series contract. That contract's the worst. The contract you you so in the business, every fighter knows the worst contract you can get is the ultimate fighter contract. Yeah. Okay. Now, my manager, when we were talking about me getting on contenders, it's the same fucking contract as the ultimate fighter contract. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's what like it's like a 10 fight contract at like minimum pay. It's horrible, dude. Fuck yeah. that. I remember Shab talking about it. He's like, you know, it's like 10 fights and you're making like less than way less than everyone else to show up and then even less to win. Miles Jury made a statement about it, though. Miles Jury was on the Ultimate Fighter contract. He was coming up and then he finally fought Donna Cerrone and they canceled out that contract right to give him a bigger one didn't he start making like 30 and 30 which is life-changing money by the way you know um yeah for you know one day uh like one day every few months yes yeah. yes right um but um if i was here like you're fucking ranked you know like he's not fighting he's fighting the who's who's like let's get this fucking contract negotiated to be honest like what yeah. the fuck and if the UFC won't give you the contract, go over to PFL or Bellator, man. Just go to one, even. Yeah, you, go you, somewhere. 
go somewhere because, you know, if you can't get paid there, I know PFL gives a salary I know. for when you're not fighting. I know. So that sucks, man, because like it's it's probably because of that. You're making that drive. But also he's probably not doing anything else. You know, like he's probably fucking uh, dri- making that drive and fighting his full time job because it is cheap to live in South Texas. His house is probably paid for because of living in South Texas. But like, fuck, bro. I remember when I was living in L.A. and I had to make that drive to Costa Mesa to train at Ruka every single day. And it was like an hour or so. Yeah. And California traffic is horrible. So it could be two hours. Right. So could be three. yeah, I found places like I usually will sometimes spend a night at somebody's house because I had a long day. So I didn't have to make the drive back and I can wake up and go train and stuff like that. If, if he doesn't have like a wife and kids and stuff, why doesn't he just room with Uriah? Or Ryan's fan, or a lot of people, a lot of people. But I'm he so does have a wife fighters. and kids. But he does so... have a wife and kids. But also do what do, do what I did. If you you if you have those teammates, right? Pack a suitcase and be like, hey, for these four days, I'm gonna stay here, and then I'm gonna come back and make the drive, stuff like that. And and what? hey, hire training partners to come stay with you sometimes for like two days out the week. Right. Do you remember? Do you remember what Uriah did when he was getting his fight during like the peak of the pandemic and everything? No. He lived at Fortis. Like he had a cot at Fortis. He slept on the floor in the gym. His training partner lived there. His coaches lived there because they wanted to quarantine. They it's, wanted to it's make a sure smart thing to do. They, but at the same time, it's like you know, well, you know, ATT American Top Team. They have a dorm set up. Yep in their facility and they have yep. huge backing. So I think honestly, you know, so does Jackson. Kinda... So does Jackson MMA. Jackson's has a dorm room too. I imagine Sanford probably does too now. Oh, they have to bro. Yeah. Cause they, they have tons me. of people. You're fucking kidding me. Um, but bro, like even sleep, sleep on the fucking mats. Their fighters been there before, you know, like I get it. Like, Hey, you have to make the sacrifice and be like, hey, I'll come back home on weekends. I'll stay here through the week. You can make a way. Also, if that big ass house, put mats in the garage, be like, go there for three days, hire a young up and coming or something like that to come stay with you for the next three days, train there and shit like that, you know? Um, he should. With your coaches. He should you know? get some striking help from Kevin Holland. Yeah. I don't think, they, I don't think Kevin they both Holland live in is, Texas. But he's not a Fortis MMA guy, but you can reach out. They're not in the same no. division at all. They're, you know, like, yeah, he goes to um, Travis Luter. Travis yeah, Luter is he's his a, coach. He's a Luter gym guy. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if uh, you guys aren't in the same division, Jeff Neal probably wouldn't go up to 185. He'd just be outsized anyway. I mean, getting some striking help from someone like Kevin Holland or even going to Wonderboy, you know, I mean, Wonderboy helps out people that have been around his division yeah bro like tony ferguson helped me Rafael desanos helped me benny davish helped me uh mm-hmm. like it's just uh the mma community is a tight niche group you know so yeah it's, uh it, yeah and then even the wrestling community too. like when i go to vegas like i'm hitting up jake allenberger that's my boy you know so like it's uh yeah it's kind of just the fighting community in general that's it yeah that's fucking it you know um so uh-huh. And then more to do with that card. I mean, you got Donald Cerrone. Oh, well, fuck, dude. I, I... Lost to the great white Alex Morono. Was that six six losses in a row? Uh, 
five losses, one no contest because of an eye poke. Yeah. Um, but Dana said he's giving him one more fight down at 155 and then just to see yeah. if he can fucking do it. Yep. That's it. Uh, I mean, I feel, I feel bad for Cowboy, but sometimes it happens. You know, you gotta, you might not go out on your shield. I mean, like, uh, I, I don't really even know what the fucking say. Like, it's, uh, uh, I never want to tell somebody their time, but you have to base it off of form and space and you're not performing. I think that's why Dana said he's only giving him one more. Dana, Dana will cut you off. Dana Bro, cut EJ off. You got to, uh, Tyrone is on three against former champions and he's not even losing. That's a little bit of favoritism, by the way, but he's not even losing the former champions. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Tyron lost to Kobe, he lost to Gilbert. Former titles contenders, right? And then he and then he lost to Vicente Luque, but like uh he has fought the murderers row at a high level, like you know, like I like Alice, I like the great right, but like he's trying to get to the top fifteen. He's not even top fifteen yet. I think he's getting, won like ten yeah. in a row ish. Yeah. Yeah, but like come on, man. Yeah, I mean I get it, but you know, at the same time five it's it's rough five losses in a row i know so to move on the main event karate hottie and rodriguez rodriguez um yeah dude she's a fucking you want to talk about a future contender in the 115 division they went up she, we, she went she, up to fight Watterson, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ain't no fucking joke, dude. No. No, she got something busted on her mouth, though, right there at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she looks so mean, but, like, in our photos, she's such a pretty girl with her hair down and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, she's a fucking monster, dude. I her striking I'm, is nasty. This is going to sound, like, super sexist. I don't. I can't take Michelle Watterson seriously. Like, I can't picture her ever being angry. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I just like she just looks. Why? She just looks nice. Like I don't like you're trying to punch me in the face, and it's like I probably deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, what is what is myself? What did she drop two in a row or three in a row as well? She dropped a few. Yeah, I don't know that she's won much. She ran to Joanna. She lost that. Uh, she lost to Rose. Um. <laughs> So I I just don't know where. Uh, oh, she beat Angela Hill last year uh, last, in September, and okay. then lost to Carla Sparza in May. Yep. Uh, and then lost to Marina Rodriguez. So she's off and on, mm. one and two. Um, like she lost to Joanna in 2019, but then beat Carolina. Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Okay. Who I don't even think it's in the UFC anymore. Um, I think she's taking some time because she got brutally knocked out by fucking Androge. Yeah. But it's like the last time she won both her fights in the year was 2018. Oh, she dude, beat, that's not good. She beat Felice Herrig and she beat Courtney Casey. Both of those 
I don't, even, I don't even think Felice Herring's in the UFC either. I don't know yeah. what's going on with her as I thought well. I, just, I thought I saw her a while ago. But, um, yeah, man. Damn. Yeah, she just fought. Uh, oh, no. I think she was supposed to fight recently. Um, and then something happened. Yeah, and then it got pulled. But gotcha. the last time she fought was August of last year. Gotcha. And she lost. But okay. Yeah, Michelle's off and on. I think she does need to start stringing some wins together. But everyone's saying that this is probably like her ceiling. She she's gonna get to like the contenders and uh, the people that are really really close to winning the championship and everything. But then uh, never really make it all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's unfortunate, but yeah, but hey, at least you got a contender at it. But Marina, she's a fuck. She's a she's gonna be a bright star. Yeah, honestly. Um, so but she's yeah. good. I mean, she she's tall. Yeah, for the division and, too. So and, it's extremely tall, extremely tall. She reminds me of Joanna, actually. Um, so yeah, right. I, I I I I liked it. It was a pure dominance performance. So. She probably has more of a mean streak than Joanna does, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, no. Her punches are, were heavy. Uh-huh. Heavy. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm so excited for this fucking weekend. Um, dude, Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira card. Yeah, right. It's only the one card this weekend, so there's not a whole lot. Yay. Run. I know. So, no other fluff around it. I'm going to start with the prelim first. The first start on the regular prelims is Angel Lee versus Shinshenko, little Shinshenko sister. That's a really good fucking fight. That's the one fight did I Jordan did. Jordan Wright and Jamie Pickett get pulled off? Nope, they're still on it. Okay. They're still on it. And then Lando Fernanda is actually fighting as well. I, I like Mike Lando. Grundy. Don't really know Mike Grundy, but he's I know. In, uh, he's a Darren Till. Team Calbon, Jim. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So that might be a striker delight kind of uh matchup. And then uh Andre Munet. I don't I haven't really seen him, but uh Jacare's coming back after that, getting knocked out on the bottom. I mean, actually, yeah, with that uh the vicious heel kick from uh Kevin Holland, actually. Uh punch. Punch straight to the oh, forehead. Right, right, yeah, right. Fucking leaned all the way back by getting up and fucking yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah he, I probably thought it was a heel because, like, usually if you're on the ground like that, trying to pass somebody's guard, you're getting heel kicked. But I forgot he fucking did it with punches. Yeah. Oh, the Jordan Wright kid, the last time he fought was against uh, Joaquin Buckley. What? Oh, is that the one that he got that knockout? He got knocked out cold? Yeah. With that spinning, uh, like, knockout of the fucking century, pretty much? Uh, no. So that was Joaquin Buckley versus, uh, another. Or oh, was um, Joe? I know what you're talking about. Jordan uh, Wright was a second round knockout. Oh. Joaquin, I think it was like punches. Gotcha. Okay. But the, uh, it's not Impa Kasanganai. I can't remember his name. So, dude, the start of the pay per view. Kind of makes me mad a little bit because this is this guy I fucking love, and I always talk to him all the time. 
Shane Burgos. Dude. He's a future star. Uh, he's a fucking stud to me. He's fighting Edson fucking Barbosa. That's what yeah. starts off the pay-per-view. No, Matt Schnell, Rogerio Bontarine. Are you sure? Uh, I'm looking at the UFC website right now. Bantamweight bout, Matt Schnell, uh, Rogerio Bontarine. Uh, That's crazy. He doesn't. They don't even show up on my damn card. On uh, which one? Are you looking at ESPN? Well, I mean, I'm I'm looking I, at Google. I mean, get your shit together, Google. I was gonna say. I mean, I can't even trust ESPN anymore after the fiasco last week on the ESPN thing because the ESPN didn't even say that, that there was a fucking fight card for the UFC last week. I should have known. I kept hearing about the Cowboy uh, Diego right? fight, and right? I just, you know, I I kept. Also forgetting that that was supposed to be at a certain time and it, no one ever did anything about it. <laughs> okay, uh, so so we got Matt Snell. So, okay, so St. Burroughs and Edson Babosa ain't the first fight on the card. Oh, uh, so they have, on Google, they have the Matt Snell-Bontarine fight in the as the third fight, as the feature. Mm-hmm. Rather than Shane Burgos and Edson. Edson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. According to the UFC website, they have uh, they have Matt Schnell, Bontarine, and then they have Burgos Barbosa, uh, which and, and uh, then, that'll be fun. And then, like, uh, Kincaidian? Yeah. Kincaidian and Shikagian and Viviana Raul. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, at least they're on the fucking main. At least they're on a pay per view card. And then, bro, Tony Ferguson versus Benny Dalius, two really good friends of my former training partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not picking at all. Um, pick Benny. Damn, dude, you picked. <laughs> I I'm just you, you know. Why are you, pick, why are you picking Benny? Um, Tony hasn't looked the same since you know. Justin Gaethje gave him some brain damage. Um, oh, I don't think he even looked right even before Justin Gaethje gave him brain damage. He didn't look right in that fight at all. No, but I mean, if you look at the like the statistics between them, significant strikes. Tony lands more. He lands 5.5. Benny lands 3.8. But Benny absorbs 2.6, whereas Tony lands or Tony absorbs 3.5. So, you know, and then Benny's a better grappler. Tony's yep. got more submissions, but Benny's got the Benny's world class, bro. I fucking grappled with Benny. I grappled with both. Benny's fucking on a whole nother fucking level. Whole yeah. nother level. Everything else is almost the same. Though. So you got leg reach is 40 and a half. Uh, uh, arm reach. Tony's got him on that at 76 and a half. Benny's got 72. Um, inch in height difference. But, you know, Tony's coming off of the loss to uh, Charles, Charles Oliveira. Oliveira. Uh, Benny's coming off of the win. That he's he coming had. off a lot of a good, a lot of wins. I think he's on a yeah. good little streak right now, dude. But at the same time, you know, um, I need to see how Tony looks. I need to see if Tony's kind of reset himself before. He said he made some changes because my I got back with my striking coach that that coached me and Tony and. Yeah. Uh, He's not working with Tony no more. He made some big changes, so he has like a whole new crew around him. So, 
Let's see what happens. Could be good. Yeah. Could be but bad. I'm just hoping Tony's not going like the, uh, the Diego, Diego Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> he gets himself a little lover boy. Yes, and calls him a he coach. just had this in. Actually, no. So I seen Ben Saunders on the embedded. I watched embedded this morning mm-hmm. and, uh, Ben Saunders, if y'all don't know him, he's a good veteran fighter. Uh, um, really tall for 70, can submit a lot of people, really good. Um, he ha- Ben Saunders has a good head on his shoulder, and for him to be in Tony's corner, that's a good sign, at least, you know? Yeah, um, I just think I think Tony needed to take a little reset, get some things right. And then and then why come back so fucking soon? Uh, he fought Charles last year. No, no way. Yeah, I don't think it was this year. He fought Charles Oliveira December. So it's been five months. Five months has mm, changed. Okay. And that went to okay. decision. Hey, okay. He fought Gaethje May of last year. Which, by the way, his own almost got broken that. Yeah. So I think a lot of the reason he had to take time off was because of that one. But I also, you know. And. I, I, I think he just needs to get his head right. Now you're facing Benny Adelius. He will break your stuff. Yeah. He, he don't even care. He doesn't care. No. So, and then uh, I'm picking on this one. Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira. I know he's one of my boys. With. Who I'm going for, Keegan. Uh, you're probably going for Chandler. Why am I going for Chandler? Because he's fought in the same organization as him. Man. And because he's a wrestler. And he's a Missouri Tiger because I'm yeah. a Missouri Tiger. And yeah. We're, and we're friends. Come on. Though. <laughs> and he kind of like mentored me. I'm just saying. It doesn't mean I'm just going to pick him off of that. But yeah, I'm picking him off of that. So yeah, I'm picking. I'm picking this one's, one's going to be hard. Why? Because who are you picking? I mean, if you you're go picking on, fucking Charles Oliveira, huh? I'm not picking at all because I don't know who to pick. Uh, if you if you're going off of you know stats and everything like that, if you're a numbers guy, based on you know physical attributes, Dobronx, but Dan Hooker Damn. also had the physical attributes. Um, because it's a, it's a fight, dude. You think analytics like baseball works that that in a fucking fight? Sometimes it does. Because so here here's what I'm looking at. Dobronx has a 41 inch leg reach and okay. a 74 inch arm reach. Kind of similar to Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker's a tall motherfucker too. Dan Hooker is a tall motherfucker. Uh, Dobronx is 5'10. Chandler is 5'8. Chandler has a 71 and a half inch arm reach and a 37 and a half inch leg reach. Chandler, when he knocked out Dan Hooker, it was a looping overhand yep. that landed perfectly on uh, Dan Hooker. But Dan Hooker also fights fairly rigid and is willing to stand in there and take take a hit. Um, Dobronx, you know, he only absorbs 2.9, call it three significant strikes a minute. Okay. Uh, he lands 3.2. So he's pretty much trading one for one. But I don't, nec- I don't think that necessarily shows like his whole game. I mean – He's got a 2.8 submission average, 57% takedown defense, 44% takedown accuracy, um, 2.6 takedown average per 15 minutes. I mean, it's they're all fairly close in their numbers. It's just, uh, you know, 
Oliver is getting knocked the fuck out. Ah, uh, when was the last Oliver time he was is getting knocked, knocked out? the fuck out? When was the last time he was knocked out? I think the last time I seen Charles get knocked out. Um, it's it's happened before. I think I think Cub. I think Cub finished him. He's been finished a couple of times, bro. But it was also at 145. His last loss was to Paul Felder in 2017. Oh yeah. He got stopped, huh? Yeah, via TKO, round two, yep, four minutes. Yep, 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 yep. So that was his last fight at, uh, well, no, that was at 55. Uh, he just ran into Paul Felder. But uh, at 45, he was getting stopped a couple of times. I ain't going to lie. And he was missing hella weight. He missed, like, weight, like, seven times. Yeah. At 45, though. This is Charles at 55. A little bit more maturity. He's older. He probably made some good moves. He's probably not starving himself as much. Guess what? He's fucking making weight now. Um, if Chandler hops in on a fucking double, he will jump. He will jump guard and pull pull a fucking guillotine. His submissions are I ain't gonna lie. His submissions are fucking nasty, nasty. That's the yeah, only thing that's different from Dan Hooker to Charles Bronx. Like if he clamps onto something, he's finishing. I think if if you're gonna go to the ground, you're giving Charles Oliveira too much of a chance. Yep, I'm gonna be honest. He's just he's too good yep. on the ground. That's and where he then, wins most of his fights. If you actually keep your length, maybe maybe it could be a long day. But also at the same time, people thought it would be a long day with Dan Hooker because he keep his range. Didn't do that. I mean, that's true. But I mean Styles make fight. We'll just see what happens. Charles is a different dude. Yeah, Charles is different. Hooker is definitely a counter striker. Um because the way Hooker fought was, you know. Starting off, rather than meeting at the center, it was fucking Chandler. Chandler timid. coming to Hooker, and Hooker trying to just bait him in like that. And Chandler definitely comes forward. Yep. Um, I think if you come forward too much, you're gonna give Oliveira what he wants. So I'm gonna be grab honest. Him. He has good takedown defense, though. So. He has good takedown defense, but you clearly don't need to take someone down to beat him by submission. That's true. If I so here, here's what I'm saying. Say Michael Chandler throws that looping overhand. Yep. And he does it enough, and Dobronx can get the timing down on it. Dobronx could use that as uh, like the quickest way to jump his back. I tell you what, I was at uh, my first UFC fight ever was in Chicago. I got it as a gift for Christmas for my gym, working at the gym, my MMA gym that I started at. Went to Chicago. It was great. Um, it was really cool to see all the fights live, to be like, this is where I want to be. And then uh, Charles Oliveira made his debut against uh, Nick Lentz. And he caught him in a calf slicer. Submitted him. His, yeah. uh, his leg usually bends. It caught. He took his back, but then his leg got caught on his back. So he took his back and he squeezed all the way on it and pretty much almost popped his damn calf, right? Yeah. From then, Charles was a purple belt, I believe. And I was like, this motherfucker's a purple belt. And like, I was just Charles Oliveira believer. Obviously, Chandler is good. It's going to be a really, really good fight. Um, Chandler, I think, has more power. Um, Charles Oliveira is more like an accurate, like a, like a accurate kind of like volume guy. Yeah, um, with, with kicks though that's the only thing though like Chandler's so short like he could take a knee he could do something if he is hurt Charles will hop on he won't finish you fin- like he won't finish you with striking he'll finish you with submissions yeah you 
and, and the the other thing, Charles doesn't, you know, do a submission and just leave it at the point where like he forces you to tap. Like, oh, he chains him. Well, he'll chain the submission, but he'll also, you know, just push it until your arm breaks or your I muscle know. tears or something because he's trying to win. He doesn't care if he's winning by, you know, it stops because of a doctor or it stops because of something else. But he, you know, anything he can do to collect that win. And if that's what he has to do, then that's what he has to do. Yep. Yep. I'm with it. I like to type a fighter. But uh, yeah, man, like it's a good fucking stack card. Um, can't wait to talk about it next time. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so submission of the week. Um, obviously, it's not Fabrizio for Doom. Um, nope. Him. Um, do you have any picks for submission of the week, Keegan? I'd have to see who even won by submission. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so the submission I am going to go for is was on the early prelims. It was um, Harris versus Christian Aguilera. Yeah, um, that, that was fucking, a good one. Yeah, that uh, he was out cold. Um, and it kind of choked. that that was fucking nasty. Well, and he worked out from the standing position too. I know, dude. That that was that was. Uh, I think one of our buddies knows Christian too, so that was probably a little rough for him. I, I know Christian as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um yeah it is what it is but uh yeah yeah it sucked it sucked um knockout of the night i'm actually giving it to rumble johnson knockout of the week i was gonna go rumble or page yeah michael that one yeah Yeah. just because you know that was yeah but dude Way to come back, like, dude. He slept him. Rumble slept him. <laughs> like, it, it was bad, dude. It was just Rumble yeah. of old. Rumble of old. I think it yep. took a while for him to like feel the fight a little bit. I've been out for a while, but like, once he finally connected, like, he went back like stiff. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot of people that say ring rust isn't a thing, but I mean, it clearly is. When it you've happens. been out for four years. You, I know it happens. You got to shake it off a bit and then get going because he came hey. out at the beginning of the second round and looked great. I mean being gone for four years sleeping somebody like that i think i'll take it yeah i fucking take it yeah but yeah so uh that is eat it eat i'm fucking hungry i said that is eat (laughs) (laughs) that is eat uh that is it for this week and uh yeah so super excited for the michael chandler card that pay-per-view all stuff can't wait to talk about it so that is it it all right good week See you later. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.